0: recording. Yay, it's working. All right. All right. So yeah, we were were trying to discuss the question of whether or not technology has overcomplicated and maybe even contributed to the breaking down of our sense-making apparatuses or apparati or whatever the plural form of the word is.
1: Okay. So the question of technology has it hurt our sense-making apparatus or helped our sense-making
0: apparatus? I don't think it's really helped. I think it's like you had mentioned earlier that it's, Overcomplicated things because there's too much information, and the brain can only process so much. And so, trying to make sense of the world as it as it is, that's like, okay, how did we make sense of things before major technological shift with high-speed internet, internet access all over the place? Well, we had we had traditional news media, so that would have been like television news and you would have had the newspapers you would have had like magazines i guess could could possibly be part of that and then you had the the universities where you learn about things in the past and how they affect the present and i w- i would say that's mostly true of the social sciences so i would say the social sciences probably had a part to play in making sense of the world not so much the more specialized stuff like you know biology you make sense of the world if you're looking at the world strictly from a biological lens and that's only useful if you're like in the in in the in the medical fields or uh, something like that but but I would say that the social sciences definitely were part of that sense-making apparatus would have I got anything there that might be wrong
1: So, I mean, I think you went down the path of looking at all the different areas and kind of where we learn and how we learn and you know, what we do with our objectives and stuff like that and how technology has made it harder for that to occur. But I don't know if it's necessarily harder to occur, to, to do. I would say it's probably. I don't know if it's harder. Because um, technology is meant to make life easier in more ways than one.
0: Right. So you definitely it's easier because you have more access to things. But I think the increased access to things may have might be more of its own problem, right? Because <clears throat> so we talked about like if you're if you're going to if you're trying to be connected to the world itself right like trying to be connected to what's going on in the world you you have the traditional media that's television news then you have newspapers and like i said maybe magazines but if we if we're sticking to just like well i guess it i guess it, it means I, I guess it depends on what we mean by being connected to the world cuz magazines well, there's there's so many niche, niches that magazines kind of point to, so you can't really generalize a whole lot there. So I guess it's really new television news stations, radio news, news stations on the radio, and, and newspaper. And then I would say things kind of started getting a little more complicated because you had the 24-hour uh, news channels or the news networks like Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, and all of them folks 24-7. And news cha- channels, that, news networks that that's all they do is the news twenty four seven. They're kind of they're kind of what would you say slaves to the to the to the ratings masters. And so that's going to color how they do the news and what they cover because ratings matter. If you are going to try to be on the air twenty four seven, it's not like your local news station. that's you get they get thirty minutes of of airplay to tell you what's going on in your area.
1: Okay, but there's something missing there. There's something that's not right because technology has made things easier for sure. Like it's definitely made things easier. Um, it's definitely. I don't know if it's, if it's. If we're saying that it makes it harder because now there are more venues to look at.
0: It, 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 it's it's possible, right? Because right right now I'm looking at in, the evolution of of how you make sense of the world, right? It was simple, or it was much more simple when you had your local news and your newspapers. Well, and, I mean,
1: I would just go further <clears throat> back than that. Right? I mean,
0: yeah, just say, the like, newspaper
1: years ago, it was really simple because everybody would you know homestead essentially to some degree, mm-hmm. and they would their apparatuses for everyday like living and stuff like that were much simpler quote unquote right right um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they were more efficient or effective or uh anything could be more fluid because all those energies had to be directed to essentially making your home Right. And protecting right. your home and, you know, raising your chickens, Like, whatever the case would well, be,
0: like, well, all that. Right. So, so you, you could make – so it sounds to me – and correct me if I'm wrong because I, I don't want to get this wrong. But it sounds to me what you're saying is, okay, that's how you start off a straw man. I don't want to do that. What I'm hearing is the more simple the time, meaning that your, say, your focus – was narrow it was you know like you said homesteading taking care of the chickens making sure that you your focus is
1: more localized
0: localized okay i like that term much better localized as focus tends to widen out from the local localized central local home to say the neighborhood or the town and maybe the city and then then the national, and then and then of course the world news, right? So so then you've got a layers of, of of locality, right? Okay. I would, uh, what I what I think is with the with the high speed internet and access, right? Unlimited access to, God knows what sort of information. Like I don't even think we really know the limits of the information that's available to you. I think what complicates things is that there is so much, and then we we do know that there is, you know, propaganda that gets included in that, especially because what I, the, what was it under under Obama they basically didn't it was no longer illegal to propagandize your own citizens in the U.S. and so now you you complicate that with okay you, you can definitely tell bias one way or the other politically you have independent um content creators on the internet which and then you have your so now the great thing about the internet is everybody gets a voice everybody has a platform everybody can say what they think however now you get you've got your conspiracy theorist types you've got your and youtube creators that um will put anything out there and what I mean by anything I'm not saying that they're putting out absolute nonsense I'm not saying that it's if you if you want to learn history there's how many creators that, that do history if you want to learn say psychology how many psychology professors are, are online if you want to if you want news how many how many people create content that are, that are the news and then well how many how many conservative news commentators can you find online? How many uh, liberal or leftist or socialist or communist uh, libertarian types? Then there's podcasts too that, that you know you'll get you can get any sort of information, any sort of opinion on anything. Um, you have the internet has made access to books so much easier because you can do ebooks, you can order books on your kindle or your yeah kindle is a thing or any other tablet that that allows you to to, to read anything like literally i don't like words like literally but basically there's no there's no, really no limit to the information that you have your at, at, at your fingertips available to you to to pick up
1: Yeah, I would agree with that assessment. I think I would agree with a lot of what you said. I would just want to take it a step and say something like, there's a limit to how quickly we can and should consume information. Yeah. Okay. Um, And back to, you know, several hundred years ago, uh, the time between by which information would travel Right, it was drastically longer. Okay, because of the mechanisms by which all that happens, right? So now no longer do I have to travel, uh, you know, I'm to make this look right, uh pull a Gandalf reference and 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 like spend seventeen years trying to research the one ring in Gondor. I mean you did a few other things, but I don't have to do that anymore. I don't have to ride that long. I don't have to do anything like that. I don't have to you know ride 10 hours. I can go to my computer and look something up. Now does that mean that it's more complicated potentially? Does it mean that it's more um, does it does it wreck our sense making apparatus that we can get feedback like that? like, like very quickly, potentially?
0: It, it could very well be that. And then, uh, I, I think they're, that critical thinking skills have kind of taken a dip. Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind
1: of what I was alluding to, right? Like now we have a, I say something stupid, I get feedback. Mm-hmm. I get feedback that this is smart. and I get feedback this is really stupid, stupid right? Mm-hmm. In all different shades in between. And so when that happens... <laughs> depending on people and their
0: their isms and their biases then it then that will dictate, their
1: heuristics they're working with
0: that right will, that'll dictate which feedback they accept which feedback they yeah. don't accept and then yeah. what and then depending on how that feedback is received it the, the i the 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 feedback you get you might adjust what you're thinking or adjust your sense making apparatus to to match the feedback that you get and the problem and 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 maybe this is the unintended consequences of the of of access is we're all connected and so then what Mm -hmm. happens with the feedback is you get that positive feedback loop where it's like being in an like an echo chamber, that's the echo chamber effect, right? That's the positive feedback loop that you say something, it gets well-received, you continue to say it along those lines, and it's like like the microphone to a guitar amp, and it just, woo
1: you know. Yeah, and, and so and so you hang out with those people who confirm or affirm or whatever the case may be, right? And then you kind of, like, because then they'll sit here and come with some like put back and say, well, that doesn't make sense because of, you know, whatever. They also have a very surface level understanding. And even if they are, even if they are like the smallest person in the field, they're probably not. And mm-hmm. the reason why I say that is because they're also not people who are like, why don't you go out and have, a, have a on your own? Um, Go challenge yourself with others uh, and not just listen to me quantificate on what you oh I think is right. Right. Because um, then you have little tyrants too, right? Because now everybody yeah, that's what you're having to well, or so speaking apparatus, I wouldn't say it's necessarily broken. Um I would say it's overwhelmed for sure. Um and I wouldn't say that there's it, not an easy way to to rectify something Right. I mean, the better option is probably something that deals with um some kind of basic level um this one maybe uh putting yourself to a plan because you know it can be overwhelming all the things you need to learn you learn very quickly and like, like are you going to be like sexual about it or are you going to try and like you and i we share a very different way of looking at it like i'd rather in vast mile wide right where you want to be um you're you're less out like you're less with you right and you're deeper into those topics, right or it's more topics
0: so, so let me just let me try to summarize what you just said to make sure that I understand. So, we, we, you were talking about like just individually how you and I differently try to make sense of things or understand things. You, so if you're you're, so you're talking about width and depth, right? So what I heard you say was that you look at your, say your your knowledge base where you get your ideas. Yours is pretty wide. And mine is not so wide, but mine's more in depth. is, is that correct? Yeah,
1: yeah and, and I mean and there's nothing wrong with that either, right? It's just like there there's to some degree there's always gonna be a specialization that require. like I will specialize into like supply chain, right? Or I'll specialize in economics.
0: Well, I, I... Or whatever the may okay, be. Okay, okay. That makes sense
1: because... But, like, there's, some, there's some specialization because we have interest, right? Right. Um, but for me, like, when I read a book or something like that, I'm not looking to, for example, spend uh, years working through a book. So, like, 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 I'm not going to walk away from beyond good removal like Jordan Peterson does. Right, and say, like, this paragraph is a 140, it's it at least 20 hours of lectures. No, I'm not gonna do that. I don't care to do that. I'm gonna read it. Now, it means I'm not gonna get everything. It means that I'm not gonna, I'm also, in a sense, reading, uh, seeing what is relevant, like, like, kind of like learning about it, putting it in my tool bag like some key ideas and right. then, you know, because really that's what happened. I mean, not all information is useful
0: and irrelevant at any particular time. Well, I, I don't, I don't know if I'm necessarily going to, I agree. And I don't agree at the same time. I agree with you that, yeah, there is a lot of things that you're going to pick up that you maybe won't use, but I would at, also that at that moment, but I would say that have in, you know, you talk about the toolkit. I think there's a. Okay, so what am I trying to say here? I think there's utility in in the in-depth knowledge of things as well. If you can make your knowledge as deep as it is wide, I think it has great utility, pragmatically speaking. And it depend, And I I, I say yeah. this is I and I say this as somebody who 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 does think and talk for a living has you know working at, in in this in in the mental health field and having to do psycho-ed and psychotherapy as a vocation. that, well, I can give you an example. So today we're sitting here talking about getting ready to introduce risk factors for the injury equities is that I have to talk about the risk factors and why the, that's important in understanding your factors for what puts you at risk for, you know, inflicting violence on people and how to reduce those risks so that way you don't do violence, so that way the community is safe from violence and violence is considered one of the top risk factors of out of the risk factors, it's like top of the hierarchy of risk factors and for some reason I decided to go into the anthropological case and you know I'm not an expert in anthropology but I took quite a few classes and read a couple of books in, in the subject and it's like okay well you know one of the things I said is okay well we talk about how did we get there we got there from so we were talking about like antisocial and psychopathy three percent of the population so that means that 97 percent of the population are not impulsive predatory parasites they're not but there's three percent that are now if you go back into human history so i'm what would you say i'm doing i'm making an anthropological and evolutionary psychological case for psychopathy and why it was a good thing at one time and it's like okay well Human beings lived in small tribes, and small tribes tend to go to war with one another. Mm -hmm. And so who do you want on the front of the battle lines when you're you're in a tribe and you're going to war with another tribe? Who do you want on the front lines? You want the impulsive predatory psychopaths who have no fear because, well, they don't show fear. That's why they can do the things that normal people won't do because their brains aren't wired for that. Um, there's a there's a fellow by the name of dr graham who studied psychopaths like clinical psychopaths and the amygdala in the brain is considered inactive compared to the typical person so if you give them a bunch of stimuli that would cause negative emotion and and would regulate your impulsivity it's less active to the sorts of stimuli that would make make it more active in the typical person so you'd want them on the front lines because they're well, they're they're exploit they're callous they're they don't have any fear and they will kill people and not care about that. Now that's fine, well and good in small tribal um, human settlements that are hunter gatherer tribes, but when agriculture was developed, where we didn't have to hunt and gather food because we were growing it and we were domesticating animals and all of that, and so what happens when what what happens when humans settle? What happens to them? What do they do over time? They build hierarchies. They grow, right? They the the, the numbers grow, not just because yeah. of re- reproduction. It's not like they're having a bunch of babies and then they're having a bunch of babies and it just magically grows into a to a town or a city. Other humans see, oh, these these the, this other tribe's starting to grow and domesticate animals, and hey, maybe we can come together, and so if we're all going to come together then we have to kind of live in relative peace with one another so then the whole psychopath thing doesn't exactly work so well as a a survival strategy because well if people are living in peace then there's no need for going to battle if we're going to try to do that other than well you might have one settlement versus another settlement but the idea is that comes. I mean, the violence
1: changes per se. Yes, right? like, it does. The use of violence and the tools has changed, which they have to change in accordance with that. So then mm-hmm. it becomes more manipulation of the thing. But so, like, I guess technology then, right, comp- doesn't necessarily hurt our sense-making apparatus. It does overwhelm it. And then we have people, you know, who are maybe don't know what to learn in time and space or are learning too much. And then you combine that with different personality types, in time and space or like civilization or whatnot. And those things kind of change. And, you know, I guess the, the old adage, information is power or knowledge is power.
0: Right. Starts to come into play. right. And like you so said, like... not
1: just what you know is what you don't know about other people
0: right and so this is where the and this is where I think the belief system thing kind of tends to come into play is because well why shouldn't we do violence like we used to well we all have to live together so we need a shared story that unites us so that way we live in relative peace because we kind of have to because no. if we have the psychopathic types running loose and rampant it's not so good so it's a way to kind of clamp down on the on the impulse of predatory Parasite types But you're right The the As human settlements grew You know the sense making apparatus The localization kind of grew too And so Where was it going with this Depth and width right So I was able to make the case That you know in a polite society Like we have today where we all have to live Together we all have to work together We all have to travel together We have to shop together we do, we really do a lot of communal activities. Like if you go to a restaurant, you're not talking to every single person in the restaurant, but you're still eating a meal in the same place. It's just your attention is localized to you and your family and what you're doing, but you're doing the same thing everybody else is doing. And everybody believes we have to be able to eat in peace. So everybody leaves every, you know, every family leaves all their families alone unless they know somebody and they're friendly. And then, of course, there'll be some conversation. And so um so yeah like you said that whole thing kind of changes but uh, but we also adapt to those changes and we have adapted to those changes quite well for the most part I think we're just in this uncharted territory where we just have access to a lot and this this might be what complicates things too or you know is part of the overwhelming process, and, and this goes to the literature that's coming out on. You mentioned technology advancement, personality traits, and all of that. Well, we know in the literature that's coming out that people who are on the internet that like to cause trouble tend to distribute, or demonstrate behaviors that are associated with the dark tetrad, and that's the the Machiavellian, psychopathic, narcissistic, and sadistic types. So those are like your Twitter trolls. Those are your hyper users on Instagram. That are female. That tend to exploit themselves. In a way to exploit other people. And and so those are the influencer types. That also have like their OnlyFans accounts. So they're exploitating themselves. So they're putting their bodies out there. For sale. But they're exploiting men. Who are willing to pay for the subscription fees. Um, so they become like. Online AI girlfriends, in a sense, except it's an actual person, unless they let a algorithm, unless they let an AI algorithm like ChatGBT take over their their DM sphere, so that they can focus more on the photo shoots and the video production end of things. But they're still taking money and exploiting the people that are subscribing to their subscription spaces.
1: And so, why is it exploitation? For a minute, because I mean, if you're using exploitation, that's a strong word to use. Well, Especially amongst two people who would say, you know, two adults do what they want.
0: Why, why? Well, why is why is it exploitation? Well, just because. Well, once you put something out on the internet, do you have so control over that?
1: But then, who's doing the exploiting then?
0: And that's a that's a good question. And it could be any number of people, right? But okay, yeah. so how how can, uh, you, how, can you, like, how can like, how can like you, how can you how can you okay so how can you exploit yourself? Well, <clears throat> you're taking advantage of your looks. You're putting yourself out there on display in exchange for money. It's it's like I'm I'm exploiting my knowledge by doing this podcast in a sense. I'm willfully doing that. Yeah, but, okay. but I'm ex- but I'm exploiting my brain. And, well, I, you, so you, and you
1: can. has no value judgment here? Huh. Exploitation here has no value
0: to it. Correct. It's just... Okay, it, it, okay. And, and, I'm on the same page. Okay. It's like I'm exploiting you in a sense because I'm, ge- I'm relaying this to you and you're giving me feedback. So I'm exploiting you for mm-hmm. feedback to kind to make sure that what I'm talking about makes some bloody sense, that I'm on the right track, and you're helping me clear up where things are muddled or I'm getting it wrong. Yeah, But it's a willful thing, and it's, just, it's the same thing for if a female, for example, decides, you know what, I'm pretty, I get hit on by a bunch of guys, I can monetize this. So I'm going to exploit my body and my looks by joining this online subscription platform, willing to do what men will pay for. Yeah. Okay. No way to do it. Now, the fact that men are willing to pay for it, so in essence, then those those subscription space models are also are exploiting their customers because they're saying, well, you can look at me, but only if you subscribe to this, so you're paying me a month but hey, there's more. I can do stuff and and this is this is the clever part and this is where we say that you know you see the uh this is where the Machiavellian and say psychopathic behaviors tend to take place and even some narcissism to a degree it's like okay well I might do custom videos for an extra fee that you can pay me directly that'll be just for you so what that does is that plays into the male fantasy of well this could this could be like my girl in a sense and she's willing to do stuff for me and so I'm going to be willing to pay a little bit more for it and I don't know if you've ever perused on there to just just to kind of see what it's all about, there's all sorts of different options that can be available to you for a price. Mm-hmm. And then you're willing to pay it. So you're willing to be monetarily exploited for the, the, the reward, which is whatever it is that this particular person on this platform is willing to do for the price you're willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. But wait, there's more. Then you get like your Andrew tates like this is one of the criticism he gets is because he's kind of an online pimp he works with women to make more money so he kind of exploits them to saying well hey if i can help you make more money but i'm going to take you know a cut of this as like a manager even though the the best word for it again this isn't a value judgment but if we're going to use definitions it's the same thing as being a pimp essentially right nobody's gonna yeah, yeah, nobody's gonna yeah. lot nobody's gonna you know, again, I'm not attacking anybody. I'm just using words and definitions as we understand it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't... Yeah, I don't disagree with anything. So, mostly of today is, you know, so we have this culture that's kind of going back and forth, but then, you know, technology makes it easier, it makes it scalable, and it makes it... Um, more accessible, right? Right. So, if you have the money or if you have reach, right, and I can charge, if I have a greater reach, I can charge less um, because I expect to influence supply. And so now, if I have that, I can charge a lower price and then I can get more. You know, right. Sort of right. So all that's true. Um, and then I guess... Bring that back to sense-making. How does that impact your sense-making?
0: Well, I would say then, you know, the things that you typically... Hmm, how does it... Okay, so I would say, well, when we make sense of things, there there are rules and guidelines by how we do things. But when you have temptation to do things, you probably would say, you know what, that's that's probably not a good idea, and it would make sense to not do that. But, again... Online, you have access to everything, and so your impulse control might not be the best on the online world versus the real world. Because online, here's a good question What's the difference between online consequences and real world consequences?
1: Both the same. I mean, now they're, they're both the same individuals right? because the real world consequences. I mean, the only difference
0: is social. Like, consequences. You kind right? of cut out there, so so you're saying in the real world, the consequences are more. There's more social con- consequence.
1: Yeah, there's more of an open social consequence mm-hmm. for
0: sure. An online, one where you can kind of keep things hidden.
1: Right. Um. But what I would say here and say is potentially that. Or something—it's not necessarily sense making. I think you said something like, interesting there. It's like to do with like being distracted more easily.
0: Right. Well, i would say okay. So making so sense making and being distracted—is that what you're saying? You said distracted. Is that—is that? Is that what yeah.
1: You're you said saying? you said it, you can be distracted more easily. You can be distracted. You You can you can
0: definitely be distracted more easily, but I would say that you're probably going to be more likely to follow through with bad impulsive decisions. So yeah, there's so that's kind of distractibility, impulsivity. But let's say that the behaviors that you might exhibit online because there's a hidden cost, and we're not sure. I'm not sure what the cost is precisely because the cost. I would say the cost of being an absolute prick online is virtually zero. You're not going to get. Well, you're not going to get punched in the face online. Versus, you might get blocked. You might get banned from a particular website. But it's it's not like a real cost in the same sense that like if you go and run your mouth as somebody, you might get your butt kicked for you. Whereas that's a real well, tangible yes cost,
1: no, right? Yes and no. There's there's going to be that cost. Like there's going to be the um. Let's, you know, porn is a great example of of loss of intimacy. Um other things that are happening from porn right uh, that have reward real consequences and stuff like that because of a feedback loop on then you have you know the same like things like behaviors you have conspiracy theories you have feedback loops and social circles that are much more accessible now that they're online um so if you can really find yourself in a train of thought that is broken um, or detached Mm -hmm. and then you also have uh, then you also have uh, I would say habits and discourse and stuff like that that people then lose how to actually talk how to actually have a conversation, right? Um, and politely. Agree. Right, and, um, and and and, 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 and like, I think it's interesting because you sit there and said that in the real world consequences, of I and mean, yell at you or one of consequences for that. I disagree. I think the real world consequences are now kind of showing themselves in a more useful way, um, as for example, our political structure. Uh, people can't have polite conversations. Anymore. I mean, there's always the idea you know, talk about money and religion,
0: right? politics uh, and religion. Politics, like the word, no, like
1: the two. Oh, uh, at the dinner, table, right? In most part, and that was true to a degree, right? Like you know, you could, but you can also do it too, um, without a massive degree of. Oh shit.
0: Like, right, right.
1: Family, just like, no, I can't
0: be around. Right, right. I would, but I would also say that um you're right. We we used to be able to have those discussions. We can't now. But I would, I would also say when it comes to, and this kind of goes back to what we're talking about: feedback loops, bad, you know, the ability to make sense, feedback loops, and impulsivity. Um people go online and they end up going through rabbit holes right because one they get distracted until something catches their attention right and and this kind of goes back to this and and so i I think i'm going to change my stance because i what was i had said earlier there's no more safeguards i think that's wrong i think it's because there's so much information out there and becomes people can become easily distracted something will catch your attention and then you might think it's a good idea to kind of see where the rabbit hole goes and by chasing these rabbit holes this is I, it, I think it's not so much that there are no safeguards i think the safeguards are just overwhelmed and that goes back to the sense-making apparatus being overwhelmed at where there's no checks and balances on you know and this goes back to the lack of critical thinking skills that I've noticed in, in, in younger people that you, you you expose yourself to a bunch of different ideas, which is not a bad thing. It's never a bad thing to be exposed to a bunch of different ideas, but to be able to think critically and be able to separate good ideas from bad ideas so that they don't get absorbed.
1: To some degree, and here's what I would say, to some degree, the difference between a good idea and a bad idea is timing. I mean. There can be there can be that degree by which you can separate good and, and bad ideas, right? It's a good idea to do X because of whatever, right? Because right now at this time we can do it versus um, doing Y because of these reasons, right? So it's just not the right time. Like there, there there's plenty of those. Things. So I would just sit there and just say like. When it comes to critical thinking, it's not just critical thinking, it's relevance, application. It's having some kind of discernment of when that is a good idea. And then, on top of that, just for the sake of argument, you make decisions and do things that are not smart in a way, you make mistakes. Right. So, like, that's, part of, that's part of the learning and sense making
0: right just because
1: that's 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 life right
0: right and and you know i would i would say that i agree with that for the most part i i think definitely for the most part i would agree with that i i think where i might have a slight disagreement or a slight problem and i w- i would like to, you to tell me what you think about this is that like yes for the most part ideas timing is a big thing up for for sure I, I definitely agree with that. I think I think the part that you might be missing, and I think this stems back to, you know, this is the psychotherapist in me coming out, is, okay, ideas lead to thoughts. And if you think things enough, those thoughts tend to sen- concretize into beliefs, right? And thoughts and beliefs are tied to emotions, and emotions, of course, are... M- tied to actions because your emotions and your thoughts are tied to your motivations which are tied to your actions and so this is probably where i and this is this is maybe is the the width width versus depth problem right so you tell me what you think about this do you think it's a that, that the way i'm approaching this is a depth problem and not and and i don't have enough width it's more depth that so it's uh Okay, if, I, if, I, if ideas lead to thoughts, and thoughts lead to beliefs, and beliefs get into your emotions, your motivations, and your actions, then the consequence of having an overload of ideas, and you might stick to one that's relevant, relevance, that's a big thing, so, so that's correct, timing, however, when it gets tied into your, your thoughts, your beliefs, and your actions... This is where we start to see those consequences, and what we might see is, you know, hey, this isn't a good idea, or maybe this may not necessarily be true. Yet we see the other person kind of do the whole, kind of like what the dodos did, kind of thing, and that's probably a terrible analogy, but you can kind of see where I'm going with this—that those ideas become acted out in the world, and then it's kind of goes to shit for yeah, everybody. I,
1: yeah, yeah, that, that's that's normal. It's normal. That's a normal, a normal thing. Unfortunately, I don't think that's a, a, an anomaly, right? Right. Um, because no matter what, there are going to be ideas that like, we think are horrendous. Someone's going to think, "Oh, it's the right time. It's a good idea now," and they're going to try it again, and they're gonna try it. or whatever they do, right? And it's just the way that our selection forward right it's exactly what it is it's an evolutionary process in that over the course of our entire population playing out life at any given time there's good ideas and bad ideas there's different ways that we know there's different difficulties Right? You know, if you want to choose, you know, you choose where you're born, right? You know, you go to the U.S., it's easy. If you go to, I don't know, like, like Congo or, you know, Democratic Republic of Congo or something like that. Or uh, you're, you know, and you live in a hut, not anything like that. That might be a little harder, right? That might be a little harder. So, you're doing all these different things in any given time. But just to, just to go over to them and say, hey, you should do schools, hospitals, uh, you should all come together and do that. Uh, it may not actually work for them because they're in a particular position where, right. in time and space, well, that's not a good idea. right? right. And I think the greatest idea is probably to look at Afghanistan. right? They are not ready for uh, a public opinion, they're not ready for democratic ideas. They need to put a boot on their throat. Well, That's an area where you can
0: sit here and say, communism might actually be good. Well, I, I think this goes back to kind
1: uh, of... No, and I'm very loose with that, because like, I st- like I economically it wouldn't work.
0: Right, economically it wouldn't work. But, you know, it, that brings up a point that kind of is a thing that Ben Shapiro has lately talked about when it comes to the response to the horrible atrocities that occurred in Israel over the weekend. And... Hmm. I, I there's no words to really put to what I think about that because of my studying of Nazism and fascism and t- totalitarian, all the isms associated with authoritarianism and genocide. Yeah, um, where it's we have this. I don't. He calls it narcissism. I don't know if I agree with. I don't know if I agree with Ben that it's a narcissism. I think it's a willful blindness or a or a state of naivety at best and it's willful blindness. blindness at worst that we have this idea that other people think like we do in the west. Exactly. that is that's a willful blindness. Okay. Even naivety, maybe even narcissism. Right. Like I said, based on, you know, subclinical and clinical narcissism that there's a willful um but it's more self-absorption, you know. It, it's it's either exhibitionism, is look at me, I'm better than everybody. There's a superiority complex, like we're the best, mm-hmm. we're better than everybody. So maybe it's our we're better than everybody projected out to everybody thinks the same way we do. Every and so we're all of this mindset. Yeah, and so that's, that's not true. Right. We we don't that that's yeah that's that has become painfully obvious that you know we talk about. Do I feel bad about the innocent Palestinians that live in the area when Israel decides to basically try to wipe all of the terrorists off the face of the Middle East? Yeah, I I have sympathy because Hamas and Hezbollah and all those fascistic, reactionary
1: movement. Yeah, they have have their own ideology. Right, right, right. right. And so that's that and so now it's kind of a macro view of of that right because it kind of comes back to the original question not the original question one of the questions you asked earlier which is you know like you know good and bad ideas right
0: right we're
1: we're playing that out now
0: yeah and 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 i'm not exactly thrilled with how it's playing itself out <laughs> i'll be honest because when I when I read the new when I was hearing the news that was coming out of Israel this week and I thought my God I've read how much about Nazism and the Holocaust and atrocity and genocide like over the past six or seven years how much of that have I read? And I understand I understand the psychology from from a Western perspective of what motivates atrocity and genocide. Like I I I get it. I just never thought I'd live to see it acted out. You know, and, and Ben said something too that I haven't quite... I don't even know how to reconcile because it's like... It used to be up until this past weekend we could look at Auschwitz and say, that's evil. We could look at pictures from the Holocaust and say, that's evil. But here you have people in Hamas that were streaming execution, streaming... Just absolute horrible things, rapes, and then and then what happened when it came out with what they did to the to the infants, the babies. When when you hear someone say, "Well, at least the Nazis try to hide it," I I, I don't even know. I mean like when I read the origins of Nazi genocide I I my blood ran cold reading about how they started off with their own children killing them first before they moved on to adults and then they moved on to the different different ethnic groups that they were trying to cleanse and liquidate for their German Lebensraum Yep you read about it; it makes your blood run cold. I can't even describe how how I feel seeing the photos and and watching the videos and not looking away because you have to you have to look at it. And and so it's like okay, well we're like you said we're seeing the good idea, bad idea thing play itself out. And I think my God, you know, this is this is not good. At all, and then and then it's like, well, okay. What about the other bad ideas that have been acted out that we've complained about? That, well, those pair those pale in comparison. But it goes back to the sense making thing, right? So, and this goes back to what I was thinking about with what we read about today about you know the UK Woman of the Year, and I use quotation marks and with hand movements, and I don't care if anybody gets offended about that. It's like. Sense making. We, we we talk about the the world's complexities and how we try to simplify the world so we can act and interact with it. That's why we make sense of the complicated world so we can act. When you ha- adopt ideas and beliefs and you act them out, that muddles the roles in which we operate to act and interact based on simplification and categorization and all of that. And, and, and as you put it, with the you know the narcissism of the non-binary types that want to proclaim such an identity it's like okay then what the hell do we do with you because you're not fitting in one category or the other where there's rules of social engagement that that we've have accepted implicitly and we act those out when we interact with them it's like okay well what do we do with you because you're deciding to sit on the fence and you're not willing to get in one category or the other so that way that we know what the rules are so that muddles up the sense making apparatus for interact, at least in the social element of, of the world. Is that? Am, am I making sense there, or am I like totally like off kilter?
1: No, uh, they killed a god, and now they're create. They have to create their own value structure.
0: You just simplified that just, just beautifully, by the way. Oh, I did. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're right. Because basically, you know, when you when you have to create your own value structure, then you then it's like well, then it's like well, here's my value structure, and if you want to interact with me, you have to interact with me on my value structure rather than the value structure that you inhabit, because the two value structures are somewhat incompatible.
1: Yeah, and they killed uh they killed something that we functionally worship, right? Which is the this uh, muddled idea of um, of an ideal masculine and feminine completely like separate right which they're like they're kind of not in some cases it's how you, it's how we perceive there's certain things those signals because at the end of the day like you yeah. have a biological purpose biological cycle and it's what helps us kind of play those things out over time very quickly and efficiently and this is a mechanism that's just kind of like destroying the that god
0: it's, right it's that intrinsic seven, order yeah it's it's basically taking the the yin yang symbol and splitting it apart essentially to where it's it's halved it and i think we're in the process of removing the two paisleys within the two halves out where you have four separate pieces and there's, there's nothing connecting them. If you want to get symbolic,
1: Yeah. Out. Yes and no. I mean, like there's always the truth is biology is going to win at some functional level. And the reason why biology is going to win is because, um, what reproduces The people who, you know, boink and have babies, right? (laughs) Boink and Um, have babies. you know, boink and baby. That's the reality, right? So just like humanity has played out a bunch of different terrible ideas, this isn't one of those terrible dead-end ideas that is going to happen and it's going to play itself out. And there might be a way that we integrate it and make it better or understand it. But it's not going to happen under the current context of, and again, I'm probably really going to convolute this a little bit. But it's not going to happen under the current context that we're in. We're in the, we're in a transition phase between symbols, uh, religious symbols. We're in a transition phase, be, like between like what our new gods or where our attention is, or and versus the old gods of what our attention was. And then on top of that, like we're also like really f- struggling with this like and this is probably i think the the highlight of it is we're struggling because we have too much wealth we have too much of a good thing right and just like the rats just like the rats eventually it's just going to stop like eventually that like this part of the civilization or the human experience is going to collapse in on itself, it's going to simplify with this complexification that's going on right now, it's going to simplify. And then at some point, that simplification may may mean, right, that homosexuality is accepted or people with different temperaments are accepted um and they like wearing clothes whatever right fine and that would fit into the non-binary definition um but non-binaryism would go away and the narcissism behind it i think would also go away because what they're doing is they're, they're they're just simply stating like this is narcissism or this is i elevate myself above all this is me I am non-binary. I don't want to take on a title of male or female or man or woman or he or she. I am a
0: they, which fine, whatever. Um, well, you're not a singular. You're a singular entity. You're not a plurality. And even and so even then, it's like you're you're like what the hell are you <laughs> trying to do? Are you trying to create your own grammatical values? Like how do you well, well, how do you approach? I'm
1: okay, with I'm okay with some things like like being like played with right i don't have an issue with that i, I don't
0: I, just, I, I typically don't either but when it, when it comes to the sense making like how do you how do you talk a, about a plural entity in a singular sense
1: well i mean, I mean you can i don't want to get grammar crazy but you can use they in a singular but version only, but,
0: but yeah only but they. that was only to repair an awkward sentence grammatically like if if your son wanted to come over and play with our dog they're more than welcome Mm. that's an awkward sentence but it works because it repairs the awkward because it would be like if your son wants to come play with my dogs he's more than welcome and that's the typical parlance but if you're you know or if hey if your kid wants to come and swim in the pool they're more than welcome again that's singular entity in the plural form but it it repairs the awkward sentence but in for the but for the most part and then here's another thing, too, when you think about it. How often do you really use the he, she, they, or any pronoun? How often do you actually use that in the first-person interaction?
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, very rarely. And Unless you're referring to them in, like, a, a conversation amongst people. Right. So, um, so
0: then it's like, okay, then—so <laughs> then it's like, why do you get to dictate the rules of of grammar when you're not even present?
1: Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. Again, I don't I think we're derailing a little bit. Um, I'm not so, trying to,
0: I'm not trying to derail, but it, it goes into the convolu it, it goes into the complication of, of, of how we simplify the world for interaction because that's how we make sense, is we take things that are complicated and try to simplify it enough to where we can for utility. And I would say if, if, that I, I guess that's if you buy into, the, well, everybody buys into the pragmatic philosophy, whether you agree that you do or you don't, because, well, it has to be useful. Because if you can't use it, then what do you do with it? You discard it. Well,
1: yeah. And so, I mean, that's the biological thing, too. And, you know, how we scale bio, like biologically and like form social structures and all other fun stuff because i mean really like when we start looking at this like we start struggling with so people people can have different temperaments they can have different outward expressions they can wear a person i think they can wear whatever the hell they want um i would just go a step and just say something that sounds like this There's a there's a clash here between what we think is acceptable expressions of acceptable expressions of femininity and masculinity, as well, and some superficiality. Uh, it's a, I'm not really wording that right. It's we're struggling ourselves. With with male with male and female expressions, and the reason why we're doing that to some degree is how we see the sexes, Mm -hmm. and that's summed up beautifully in Barbie. Uh, Like that, that's a a very accurate comedy. Like it serves its purpose. Um, I thought it was a comedic. We see it every day. A tragic comedy, I think,
0: is what you called it
1: yeah a tragic comedy because it is a tragedy and it is um, yeah it's very uh, it's a very greek thing but um, the way that I look at it is it's not that our sense making is necessarily broken it's we are playing something out at the macro level, as a species, we're playing out with these ideas. Like a trans woman, a trans man is a functionally a reproductive dead end. Not before hormones. Like they're a reproductive dead end. Um, so they have to play that out. And there may be some utility in some culture somewhere where they were like social whatever, right? I don't like you know social glue like Sears and and religious people or, or whatever it used to be fine whatever um but functionally over the over over everything we're seeing this biological truth have to like play itself out and there's no one and he's going to sit here and tell me <coughs> that and just want to make sure i get this right too because i've had it i've had it it against me, and I go, "That's funny." Um, um, purpose of such nature. Okay, so so, biologically speaking, the human race and its sense making is around reproductive strategies. Okay, like I, I I'm 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 really like, I don't have a stronger argument. It's a reproductive strategy. Whether, you know, we want to sit here and call it what it is or there's some divine, it doesn't matter. Like, we have to reproduce in order to survive. We have an imperative to reproduce. That's why we like sex a lot, right? Um, We like other things. We do other strategies that raise us in social status to attract certain mates, to attract companionship, whatever the case may be. When we have too much homosexuality, which I don't know what that number is, right? I'm not going to sit here and claim there's a number like, you know, 10% of the population once once it crosses this threshold, whatever, right? No, I'm not going to say that. When there's too much homosexuality, then the society dies or the, 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 the species will die. Unless there's some other like buttress against that that helps with that. That's not necessarily artificial right like a different strategy so whether it's homosexuality or something that's coming to fruition because of expression right whatever the case may be biologically speaking our sense-making apparatus our everything is based around reproduction yeah between and this is the crazy thing male and female that's the biological truth okay there's generic there's plenty of variations on that that's fine right there's plenty of variations where there's genes that have gone awry there's mutations there's whatever I'm not invalidating someone's woman experience or womanhood or personhood right what I'm what I'm simply stating is the biological reality that if we do not reproduce
0: our species disappears. yeah and that's and that seems to be an outcome that for the i would say for humanity for the most part has decided that is not a desirable outcome
1: that would not and then and so like to be honest with you right like we can sit here and kind of say we live in a species or in a world where abortion is considered a right Like, like, think about that for a minute, because it means that our species is able to reproduce so effectively and so efficiently. I can choose to abort and give and make it a and make it anyone's willy nilly choice at any point in time in their life.
0: Well, I I don't know if I'm going to say that we agree. I don't. I'm not going to. I I don't think I agree that we live in a system. That our species yeah, don't so don't
1: agree with me on the on the high level, right? Like, like like just agree like the high level, not not the nuance. Like I'm talking real really low resolution here.
0: So les- right? low, re- low resolution. Yeah, we we are we, our species has managed to overcome many of nature's ways of killing us to where we don't we can select. For yeah. we can select we can also for, on say
1: something that like homosexuality, right? Wearing the opposite clothes is gender, like gender clothes or something like that. Signaling that you're the other sex, right, is no longer something to be outlawed. Where
0: thousands of years ago it was. Right. Which then what you're, then so, so then that, what that does, just that's just making that, statement there, then what that does is that puts us up to the, high, to the higher level resolution thinking of making sense of it is that well this comes to the argument of we can say that something is wrong, but then the next question is should it be illegal even though it's wrong? And this goes this goes back to what you said with the nuances of the abortion claim that because we're so efficient at reproduction and let's say medicine's evolved to where even nature doesn't take out weak infants that we can self-select re- our our reproductive outcomes right that that's that's basically when you have the choice to terminate it's it's a self-selection mechanism for reproduction mm-hmm. so now you say we live in a society that believes that this is right I don't know if I necessarily agree that we think it's right. I think we question whether it should be legal or illegal. That's the I, question. I
1: from a, a, a correction of a, a correction, from a rightness or wrongness perspective, right? And a value judgment. We're in a position where it's changing. And it's changing what used to be really slowly to rather quickly.
0: I will agree because of technology. Yeah, I will. I right? will because agree. Now that...
1: I get immediate feedback when I find it, like online. Like I get immediate feedback. I get right. whatever, right? And there's like, to some degree there's nothing wrong with that. It just means the speed of change accelerates, where some things, like for example, homosexuality, Do you think took thousands and thousands of years. You, to you just accessible.
0: you just said something that that I really just caught on <laughs> that I just picked up on, and I want to so. It, it's so would you say that maybe it's not so much a consequence of like too much technology overwhelming the making the sense making apparatus and maybe it's not so much the compli- that things are complicated. Do you think the rate of transformation is accelerated to the point that that's where the sense making apparatus gets overwhelmed is it's not so much too much information or too complicated of an information or that the world is over is becoming more complicated, but it's the trans it's the cycle of transformation has accelerated to the point that we are, we cannot keep up cognitively at the moment.
1: It depends on what you mean by, and you don't need to answer this rhetorical. Um, It depends on what you mean by, are we catching up cognitively? Right. And the reason why I say that is because we, if we have, and this is where I think you and I might agree or might disagree. It's not necessarily that the, the speed of transformation has, like it has impacted things. Right. But it's now caused us to rely on something more or, or something different, right. A different tool. And that tool is discipline. Right. More so than ever before, because now, the discipline to critically think to challenge ideas, or at least to do a surface level challenging of ideas, right? Because I can't challenge every idea to a certain degree, right? I have to sit here and go, okay, well, this is what happened. Maybe I just need to go to the other side of this perspective, or maybe pick, you know, two or three perspectives and that's good, right? It's that plus it's the acceleration of feedback that we receive, right? So like everybody can be online now. you know, it, it, it's not just like these conversations. Like people are going to receive feedback the second they they, they they X, tweet, whatever. I don't know. They say something that's potentially inflammatory, which, oh, by the way, everything's inflammatory because everybody has a bone
0: to pick with everybody for some reason, right? Well, so Well, one of the things I've noticed, too, is it's harder to interact <clears throat> with ideas, too, because now there's – if you're – a certain tier right if you have a little blue check mark mm-hmm. you now have the option to turn off the comments to where only people that have a verified check mark or that they follow you or they directly talk to you that you can respond so if there's something that you agree with or even if you disagree with and you want to engage with if you're if they've turned that option to where only certain people can reply to said thread or said idea then you know then you're kind of out of luck and you have to find another avenue to engage with it Mm -hmm. and that's not so good yeah again i don't i don't
1: there's like with technology and things like that and with different things like our biological sense making i'm not going to say is like profoundly inhibited right it just has to be disciplined
0: right right
1: um because it's it's now our sense making is what is something and by the way we, we're going to be wrong too like we're going to be wrong at some point in the, even in this heuristic because it develops the heuristic it ossifies and then it becomes a bias and then whatever the case would be like you start to break those biases so and you may not even want to break a bias right like personally i don't see a reason why nazism would ever be something that i would contend with why because it's fucking stupid right communism there's like one example where communism would be something that i would even entertain right and that's a, a, a an actual existential crisis to humanity right a measurable external threat like an alien invasion. That's the only time I think a communist style of government would actually be
0: entertained. Feasible. You would be willing um, to entertain it.
1: And yeah. be willing to do it. Because we would have... Because again, that's a attacks the biological drive in and, us. Yeah,
0: that and that's the survival instinct. That's, you're, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right about that. Well, it's 9 o'clock. I'm going to have to call this no. one okay. um, but no I, I really enjoyed this conversation and I'd like to continue it further I'm just uh, okay. gonna have to do that at a different time but okay. no um, thank you
1: hope it wasn't too bad I we didn't get too crazy
0: no we didn't and you kept me on track and kept me on topic and didn't let me um, go off any weird tangents so that was good Mmm.